It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X92 Nights X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Uh, we're, we're recording the podcast right now at about 9.30, mm-hmm. so our radio show is still going on. It is. And we weren't paying attention to that. We were paying attention to the podcast. We and just let the traffic bed roll for... So there's this music, and then we talk over, and we say the traffic, yeah. and it just goes... <laughs> and we just play the whole thing. The whole thing. X929 traffic. And then we didn't say anything. We are just like, wakey, wakey. Yep. 50 seconds of just nothing. Fail. Yeah, that sucks. Yep. Uh, but it was for you, the Beanus Head, the loyal Beanus Head, the Pisscast listener. It's because we love you. On today's show, we're going to talk about belly flops. Could you tell the difference between Americans and Canadians removing some distinguishing features? Unattractive qualities. What do you find to be most unattractive in, I want to say the opposite sex, whoever you're attracted to? Mm-hmm. First, you're out of context clip of the show. What do you do for work? I'm in the piss business. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. My cousin works for a company called PeopleSoft. <laughs> what does PeopleSoft do? So I think soft <laughs> is supposed to be short for software. They're a software. <laughs> they do. So- but I was just like, I don't think it quite has the effect that they're thinking. No. You know what I mean? Like no. I just, I heard that. I was like, that is not a good, that is not a good name. I think of Vancouver That's, Soft. And unfortunately, they're not based out of Vancouver. I was like, oh. that would make more sense. I was just like, no, you've missed the mark on that name. You truly have. Do they have an office there? They should at least get an office they there. They absolutely There's should. That should be where their headquarters. People absolutely. PeopleSoft sounds like a term that soft people in Vancouver would prefer you use yes. for them. Uh, excuse me. It's actually people of softness. 100%. It's not soft people. It's people of softness. Yes. Yes. People <laughs> soft is what we prefer to go by. Thank you. Not soft people. Uh, and then, of course, when I heard people, I immediately went to the people's court as well. Right. Anything with people in it. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, for a company that sounds that soft, maybe people's court voice would be a good way to harden it a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Uh, for those of you who don't know, we like to make fun of the people's court voice because it sounds like this. This is the plaintiff, Shanti Jones. She says she hired the defendant to give her an asymmetrical style bob with two strokes oh in the front God. of her head. That anyway, guy might be my favorite voiceover artist of all time. I like, and he gets more and more ridiculous <laughs> yes. with time. Like, by the end, I don't know if you'll be able to hear him under the growling of his voice. You know what I mean? Like, so, all right, let's try a PeopleSoft commercial. Okay. PeopleSoft. Software for soft people. Hardware is too hard. Even firmware is too hard. People soft. Nice and soft. (laughs) Okay, okay, here we go. This is People Soft. A company with a terribly soft name, but a much harder commercial. People Soft offers human resources software. It should be hardware. Oh my god. <laughs> Software for soft people. Soft people soft. People soft. podcast. So we mentioned in the news the US Open of tennis is on right now. Yes. Uh, there was a match on when I was at the gym yesterday was on TV and I noticed that the venue that they were playing at is called Louis Armstrong Stadium. In Queens, New York. Oh. And I thought, certainly not the jazz trumpeter Louis Armstrong, but actually, yes, it is named after the jazz trumpeter Louis Armstrong, Hmm. despite his having nothing at all to do with tennis. Yep, that's interesting. The reason that it's named that is because he lived close to the venue for most of his life. 
That's it. Okay. It's it's the Billy the Billy Jean King National Tennis Center, and then at the tennis center is Louis Armstrong Stadium. I mean, he was like a, he was a very significant figure in that area. So I guess, but like, yeah. as far as I could tell, he wasn't even like a fan of tennis. No, he just lived close by. So like, ah, yeah, I'll name it after him. Like mm. the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center makes perfect sense, but then within it is Louis Armstrong Stadium. That doesn't. It's- it's a bit strange. I didn't know we could do that. Combine, yeah, I guess Just so. Name things after people who had nothing to do with them. I mean, you'll see it sometimes with like hospital wings and that when someone donates a bunch of money. Yeah. There's all kinds of things named after wealthy business people who have donated money. Wealthy yeah. philanthropers. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Philanthropy. Yeah, if you donated a significant amount of money, I guess it makes sense. But maybe Louis Armstrong donated some money. You never know. <laughs> I didn't read anything about that. <laughs> I was like, what else? Like, what would be some other ridiculous examples of that? The Larry Bird Auditorium and Concert Hall. I don't think Larry played any music. No, that yeah, yeah. What about more lo- local, like Pete the Plumber Fieldhouse? You know, he's a big patron of the of sports. I though. suppose so. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. right sports. Okay, so that would work. That would work. Fifi Dobson International Motor Speedway. Nope, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. The Regis Philbin Velodrome. Big cyclist Regis Philbin. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, you know what? He looks like he might be a cyclist, so that one might fit. <laughs> He's got that He's cyclist, got that look cyclist about him. body. Yeah. Uh, the Mother Teresa Transit Storage Facility. Okay. It's blessed that particular transit storage facility. That's that's Very really holy. good. Yeah, yeah. No, I want more local with this. Trying to think of ones that we could do here, like named after local people, like George Canyon Soccer Pitch. <laughs> George Canyon, big soccer player. Big soccer Big guy. soccer player, that guy. Yeah. Uh, what about even here from within the building? The Matt Berry Memorial Arena and Sportsplex. Oh, my God. So this is going to be after Matt Berry dies. Right, yes. We'll name a hockey rink and sportsplex after him, despite the fact that Matt Berry doesn't play any sports. What about so. the Ted Cruz Center for the Performing Arts? Yeah, there we go. Big performing arts guy. <laughs> now you're talking. The Bret Hart Opera House. Does doesn't, Brett sing? No, I don't. Th- it's just a very. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of is sense. Is he a you patron think of, of the Harding's, opera? He loves our. Maybe he is, though. You know, How refined. Know? <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't imagine. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I'm kind of just curious about your answer to this, Beckler. But what is the most unattractive quality in a woman, in your opinion? Ooh. I know. This tough is a, question. It's a tough question. And you could go, uh, I mean, appearance-wise or personality-wise, whatever. I just discovered recently what I think is the most unattractive pers- or trait in a man. Really? And uh, this is why I thought of this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to go first and tell you what it is to kick this off, or do you want to go first? Sure, because I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a bit with this one because I find everybody attractive. Yeah. Like I I'm very very generous when me it comes too. to what I find attractive. And even like my brother used to make fun of me all the time because I'd be like she's hot and he'd be like no she's not. That's really like funny. I think so. <laughs> I I find the same. Uh, and but for me personality drives things a lot. Like as somebody who you get along with well personality wise mm-hmm. just really that can add like nine points out of ten on a on an attractive scale. A one scale. can you know be a I mean? ten. A one could jump to a ten if you are. Oh, I don't well, know. Well, I mean that, that might Sean. be a bit extreme, but <laughs> I'd be I'd be willing to test that out. It would be close, I think. You know, depending on how your personality is. Um, but jealousy is the one thing. Jealousy. Jealousy is something that I find super unattractive and uh, my boyfriend and I have talked about this before and because we're in a long distance relationship it's something that's very tough to to remedy yeah Um, and when he like shows the odd time or tinge of jealousy it 
just, I don't know what it is. It's not for you, hey? It turns me off. Yeah, there's something about it that just, and I don't know why. I was trying to think of why it irks me that hard. But if you are jealous, it's just a, it's a scary personality trait to have, I think. Has he ever been cheated on? Yes. Yeah. And that's where it comes from. I think that's where it stems from, yep. right? And that's why I definitely have uh, patience with it and, mm-hmm. and for him. And we talk it out all the time when it comes up. and Because I totally understand. And we have a very unique circumstance. And again, that is part of what's going to come with that. Because mm-hmm. we live so far away. But I was thinking about that. And yeah, if, if somebody was here and constantly jealous around you at all times, you're trying to date them. That would be a really tough yeah. Thing to... An ick, as the kids would call it now. And I think it's... When you think about it, though, it comes down to trust, and that's probably why. And, like, relationships have to be built on trust, and if you're jealous, there's definitely uh, an issue with trust there, right? It's funny, because I've never had an ounce of jealousy in any of my relationships. Like, I've always kind of felt, you know, like, not not even, like, threatened by other people. It's like... Which is awesome. You're with me, and if, if you didn't like me, you'd be with someone else, probably, yep. right? But I've never been cheated on, as to my knowledge. So right. yeah, I understand where those issues can come from if you have been, right? I can Definitely. really shatter your perceptions of trust. Oh, 100%, yeah. If somebody has yeah, done that to you and it ripped your heart in two. For me, I would say the least attractive trait is arrogance. Like if I think about a girl who's super hot, she's a nine, she's a 10, but she acts like that, like, yeah. oh, I'm better than everybody because of how I look. That's, I'm just like, ah, no thanks. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, nah. looking down upon people because of your looks and the arrogance. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But if totally. you're good looking and you're down to earth, then that's great, right? Yeah. And like being good looking doesn't make you better than anybody. No. Right? It's just, it's often just a gift that you were given. Yeah. And it will fade. You know, it won't, it won't last forever. So. Interesting. Yeah. Treat people well. And that's a, that's a really good one too. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. Etymology request for you, Shauna? Yes. So the boys and I were watching The Simpsons yesterday. It was the uh, the Lemon of Troy episode, Springfield versus Shelbyville, one of the all-time great episodes. And in one scene, uh, Marge catches Bart writing his name in wet cement, and she scolds him for, quote, graffito tagging public property. And I realized that graffito is probably the singular form of graffiti. It is. Much like we learned recently that spaghetto is the is is a single spaghetti. Yes. In the spaghetto. But you'll never hear graffito. So where where does the term graffiti come from, Sean? It's Italian, I guess? Yep. And it's super simple. It literally means scratched in Italian. Graffiti means scratched. Graffiti just means scratched. So when you're saying graffiti, you're saying this be something's being scratched. So well, that's that where is that comes from. Super simple. Um this one though I also had because you said it recently and I looked into it, but you said taking the piss. Mm-hmm. I thought McDonald's was taking the piss with the astrology on their app. Yeah, which, what would you define that? Like, how would you define taking the piss? It's a real British term, but it's kind of like, like, kind of like lying to someone as a joke, Ye- sort of, like. Yeah, yeah, like, um, I'm trying to think if there's a word that's escaped yeah. me, but I was looking into this because I was like, where and why do we say taking the piss? And this is... Ugh bit of a rabbit hole and there's a lot of theories so uh, you know take this with what you will um but first of all urine was the basis of a lot of chemicals way back when um so it was used for the production of saltpeter for black powder for gunpowder okay it was also used in the dyeing industry urine was actually used for dyeing things are we talking human urine here well um that's a good question i didn't look into what type of urine. it ur- just I mean, said urine it says urine um but here's the thing is that the poor would collect urine in the piss pots from others around pubs and stuff. 
and then they would sell it. Okay, so, so in human this urine. case, it would be yes. human urine for that wow. type of thing. Um, so that's why they were. Oh man, you were piss poor if you were selling the urine. Uh, also, it was even worse if there was if you were so poor that you didn't have a pot to piss I've in. I've heard that which is one. Where that comes from? Yeah. Uh, so presumably, taking the piss then is stealing the urine that another had collected. You're taking the piss and reselling it. Okay. Okay. So. First of all. Um, Terrible job. All bad of job. that is awful. Bad job to have. It's insane to think, though, that this is... I mean, but <laughs> you, again, if urine is valuable, it makes sense. If you were poor and you thought you could sell it to some of these industries... What do you do for work? I'm in the piss business. Yeah. I steal the I'm piss. piss collection. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you have a pot for me? So I, I don't so understand... So instead of collecting the bottles and stuff coming along outside, you go and you collect the piss the pots piss. instead. Yeah. Bottles is way better. Oh, my God. I, I don't oh. see how that gets us to how it's used today though like yeah. where you're kind of like you're not serious you're joking with someone you're taking the piss out of them mm-hmm. and that's it's transformed and morphed into its meaning as well it okay. used to mean different things um, but yeah that's where it kind of started and then it's moved, morphed on from then but geez Louise what an awful awful yeah that's a that's a job I'm glad we don't have anyone working in piss anymore that's etymology no. <laughs> with Shauna and Shauna podcast. Yeah, I've been in piss for about three years now. What kind of piss are you looking for? Light piss, dark piss? <laughs> oh, that dehydrated piss? Or? I was in sales before that, but then piss lured me over. A spare piss? Quite, <laughs> quite a successful pissman these days. You really need to stop eating asparagus well, before was, you do this for me. Well known in the pissness. Well, um. I'm a pissapreneur. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We're predicting a big boom in piss. People are taking hydration more seriously. Yeah. Good years in piss coming up. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I used to be a plumber and then I got right into the piss. <laughs> right into the piss business. <laughs> a lot of money to be had in piss. We couldn't decide if we wanted to expand <laughs> on piss or if we wanted to talk more about unattractive qualities. I was like, do you want to go serious? Do you want to go piss? Let's do both. Okay. Let's do both. So back to the discussion you heard before all this piss talk. Huh? <laughs> it's funny because like when you're talking about when you're talking about jealousy and stuff, like that's that is it's all rooted in insecurity, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. Like And it, it's funny cuz before I should have been a bit more clear, but you know, with my boyfriend, it's it's very different. It really is because we do live far away. And so I'm not saying that it's like the reason I'm going to break up with him because it was like it's not what I was trying to get at with mm-hmm. that. Um yeah, it's tough because when you live so far away, it's really hard to be That's why so many people come and ask me like how we do long distance. You know, they're just like I don't know how you do it and it's all rooted in jealousy because when you don't see that person and you don't know what they're up to every minute of the day, it's a lot different than if you live with somebody or you yeah. see them every day or you live in the same city, right? Like McKenna and I know where each other at all the time. Yeah. And even like even when I go to work, she can just turn on the radio and hear what I'm doing. Totally. So, yeah. So it's very um, different. Yeah. Yeah. And I could see how, you know, just missing you yep. for Cliff would, might manifest itself and that's exactly jealousy, what right? it is. Like, and I know that, so that's why that's why it doesn't bother me too. Is because I know where it comes from, mm-hmm. and it's not that he's actually jealous. It's just that, yeah, he's upset that he's not here a lot of the time, and that will come out sounding a bit jealous sometimes. Yeah, but it's not. It's just, of course, he wishes that he was doing whatever I'm doing. You know, if I'm going out on a weekend without him, it's because well, he's not here, but he would of course love to be here. We also always want to be in the same place. That right? would be so, tough. Yeah, that would be tough. Mm. See, I, like I said, I was never jealous in my relationships. I think sometimes that like, my lack of jealousy even bothered some of my 
you know, my girlfriends, or whatever. I can totally see that. Like, do you even care? Like, that guy was hitting on me, and you're not the least bit jealous. And I was always like, no. Yeah. Like, if you, I'm fairly confident in who I am. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you like him better, then go be with him. Like, that's totally, totally. So, but yeah, showing concern for sure is something that you know <laughs> girls want to see the odd time because then otherwise it's like, well, why don't you care? You have your own side piece going on over there. You don't care about me anymore. What? I could see how that would be a red flag too, right? Oh, you're not jealous. Why is it? Because you have. But oftentimes, I think it's people who are really jealous who have their own thing yes, going on, right? Totally. They're they're projecting that onto you. Look at us, armchair psychologists. Oh my God, here we go. But like, there. If there's a real psychologist listening right now, they're like, you guys need to shut up. <laughs> like someone who's sneaking around and lying suspects that of yep. other people as well. Then, right? Totally. Yeah. I was also chatting with a texter here, and they were saying they thought it was nice that I find lots of people attractive but you can't really choose what you are and aren't attracted to right that's no. involuntary that's wired into you and i just i guess i i'm I, there's a wide variety of things that i'm attracted to all shapes and sizes and everything yep. so i'm the same it's funny because people will be like what's your type you know and i always find that a stupid question i'm like uh, i don't know <laughs> yeah, good looking lots I don't of people know. yeah and for me it's like it per, again personality go, comes so far right like if you've got a good personality then you go up from a book's done like i also think i have a tendency and again not on purpose but to focus on the attractive aspects of someone as opposed to their I'm not like I'm not one to like nitpick someone's appearance, right? No. Do you know this dude? There's a skip the dishes driver yelling at us through the the window here. Not ours. No, not nope, nope. Not ours, man. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because a lot of people will say that, you know, I there's not a lot of people that I don't like, and it's the same That's thing. That's true. Because like, I don't nitpick people who I find that very odd. People who like yeah nitpick different parts of your appearance either you know physically or your personality i'm like if you're overall a good person i will happily look over your flaws because you can tell that you have a good heart that's what it really comes down to like if you mean well and you're a good person like yeah the people who are really picky and really clicky that way i find odd we're all flawed yeah we're all flawed aren't we sean <laughs> you know what doesn't have to be flawed though is your new home with shane holmes because you're involved in the customization process. You are. So you get to help. Uh, Maybe you want flaws. Maybe flaws are your thing. Maybe flaws are what you <laughs> like, okay? I just in terms of like the, the floor plan and uh, the layout and everything and of course all the finishings, uh, it's going to be it's going to be exactly what you're looking for if you work with Shane Holmes. Shanehomes.com. The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Friend of the show Sean mentioned another thing you can't look cool doing and I agree with her. This is a this is a doozy. Getting out of a hammock. Yeah. Holy yeah. man. It's, especially if it's a standalone hammock that comes with its own frame. Is that tougher than one strung between two trees? Oh my God, yes. Because the frame itself is so light that it also comes apart. <laughs> we have one of these at my parents' cabin. So you try to get out. You then get stuck in the hammock, whether it's rotating the hammock and you're dropping out, or you get tangled up in it and you can't really get out, or you fall over trying to get out of the hammock. And then on top of that, the frame comes apart. So then the frame itself is all over. The, yeah, it's just a disaster. Is there a proper way to get in and out of a hammock? Slowly, carefully. That's the only way you can do it. Okay. Yeah, you got to kind of shimmy your ass down real slow. And then you get in it that way. And that's how you have to get out as well. You kind of do the slow one leg. And then you just have to make sure you're balanced. Otherwise, you're you're falling backwards, forwards on your head. All of, I've done it all. I've done it all. I've noticed a lot of... 
Things you can't look cool doing involve getting in and out of different yes, things. The back seats of vehicles that don't have a door. We're not good at sitting or getting out of no. sitting positions, I think. We talked about pool floaties. Although yep. someone sent us a video recently arguing that you can look cool getting on a pool floaty and they just like jumped right in. And they look pretty cool doing it. I'll give them that. I have like with those, you know, um, tube kind of round mm-hmm. ones. I've like given th- like dove through those types of floaties before. Diven through Diven them? is not a word. <laughs> it I've is now. through. Um, <laughs> so yes, that makes it look cool to get in it, but you can't, I guess, get out That's that way. So no. from South Africa say the name Devin. 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 <laughs> um, this new word, I'm using it. I, I still like remember, to div. I still remember this. This is when I was very young and my family was, we were at the lake and there was a hammock there and my mom, I, on the way there, I had a disposable camera and I said to my dad, I hope I get to see some wildlife. I'd love to take a picture of some wildlife on this trip. Mm. And my mom was trying to get into the hammock having a hell of a time and my dad was like there's your wildlife I still remember that I was very very oh, young that is a phenomenal dad <laughs> joke oh that's but good. you're right she did not look cool you can't you can't you can't nope the Beckler and Shauna podcast I was chatting with my brother on the weekend he's lived in several different countries and we got talking about Scandinavia we were actually standing in Ikea when we were having this conversation but he is a uh, He's lived in both Norway and Finland. He's visited Sweden, too. And he said there's a noticeable difference between Norwegians and Swedes. Interesting. And he said many of us who are, aren't super familiar with the two countries kind of lump them together, you know, mm-hmm. like all oh, those countries up over there kind of thing. Yeah. I said, but despite the fact that they're next door neighbors, he said you could definitely tell who's Swedish and who's Norwegian. Hmm. And I said, in what way? And like, I was just, he's, he sent me a few responses that people have you know, written about online. They said the Swedes are much more like organized and like uh, neurotic and Norwegians are much more kind of like easygoing. And, hmm. and, uh, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But that got me thinking, um, do you think if I put you in a room with a random mix of Canadians and Americans and accents weren't a factor, would you be able to tell who's Canadian and who's American? I've thought of this before, and it depends, I think, um, because there are certain cultural things that I, I do notice, and mm-hmm. I, I have family that lives in the States and family that's from the States, uh, like distant family and stuff, and so I, I there are some things that I've picked up on, and I, I think I'd be pretty good at being able to tell the difference. What would you look for? Um, well, saying y'all is a big one. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking like not... But taking that away? It, taking away like regional dialect and stuff, like... Little things like, I mean, well, would you, like what, shoes, taking shoes off and that kind of stuff? What about just in terms of their personalities? Mm. Less like the way they speak in customs and stuff and more in terms it, of... It depends where they're from and yeah, I, some you can, some you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to tell the difference. No. Like the times I've, I've been all over the United States and the times that I've visited... Like if, other than the fact that some of the stores are different and stuff and like the currency is different, I don't really feel like it's that much different of a country. No, know? yeah. And the way people speak, but it's again based on like where they're from and just certain things that they would say that would give it away. But if you kind of take that away and it's just straight personality, I'm not sure if you could tell the difference. My brother until th- they look down upon Can- Canadians, <laughs> right? And they're like, oh, that's it. My brother thinks that uh, Americans are much louder. The Canadians. And he said, maybe that's something you'd look for. The ones who are like dominating the conversations would be the Americans. But in my experience, I haven't really found that. No. And it depends if you're outgoing or not, right? Like mm -hmm. people who are outgoing tend to be a bit louder. So if you're an introvert and you're American, then you you wouldn't know. There are cultural differences in terms of that, though. Like apparently Finns, for example, just completely keep to themselves. 
You know, like yep. they find it odd that you even would say hello to someone you didn't know on the street. Well, we've talked right? about this before. Yeah, where people from other like countries think that we're way too fake in the way we talk because mm-hmm. we always say things like, how are you? And we're pretending to be friendly. And they're like, don't do that. Lots of places that don't do that. So, yeah, saying things like hello. It's just like, why are you saying that to me? You don't actually care. Yeah. Yeah. And it would make, I mean, it would make sense when you think about it that a country like Sweden and Norway would have different personalities, different cultures, because they're, they're old countries, right? They've had time to establish their own. Oh, you're from the old identities. country. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I think we are very, very similar to the Americans. We are. A lot more similar than we probably want to admit. Yep. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. You know what I did recently? Hmm. Unintentional belly flop. You know what we don't do enough of, Beckler? Intentional belly flops. Oh, man. God, I'm, they're stupid and they hurt a little bit. They really man, hurt. Man, it's riveting. You smack your old front off the water. It made me feel alive. Picture this 35-year-old woman just flopping herself into a pool and splashing people around. It was great. Belly flop or back flop, which hurts most? Probably belly. Belly? Your face, you have the you have the potential for a face flop as well. Which, a lot of nerve endings in your face. Although yeah. your back, when you, you can't get at it to like rub it or anything. That's just, true. Ah, in the water. That's fair. It was hilarious because... Uh, there was a a few women around that were taking themselves a little too seriously in the pool, like all trying to look really hot. And I just looked at them and I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Not look hot like you. I'm going to go and I'm going to belly flop. And then one of them got a little bit splashed and she was not happy with me. I was like, don't worry. Those couple drops, you're fine. You're fi- You're still looking hot. Okay. It's it's good. It would have been even Chill better out. if you were wearing a big old one piece and oh, a swim sh- cap. <laughs> Oh, are we looking hot today? You know what? Next, I thought we were just goofing around. And flippers and goggles. Yeah. Next time I'm going to walk up to them and do it that way and just belly flop right beside them. Is this what we're doing? You know what? I've tried to do this. Looking summer. hot. I've tried to learn this summer how to death dive. You know what that is? It's big in like, I forget which Scandinavian country. Where you don't make it, a splash at all? No, they, they call it dods, I think is their, oh. their word for it. But it's where you like, you, look, you go like you're going to belly flop off a high spot yeah. and then at the last minute you tuck in to like protect yourself. Oh, nice. And it's super scary. Although That's I guess fun. if you're not afraid of the intentional belly flop, no, you wouldn't no. be afraid of that. But I've been I've been starting low and I'm going to try to like work my way up till I can do it from higher. Or just so do scary. a straight belly flop, you know? Just do it. Just go flopping. I think we need to as as adults, we should do more flops. And if you can splash some uppity Instagram hot girls in the process, make sure you do that. Excellent. Yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I've got a couple quick what girl or what boy sayings. Oh nice, I got some too. Okay, great. Lay them on me. Uh the first one I was at the dollar store and they have these scrub brushes for the kitchen and they all have super white girl sayings on them. First of all though they're shaped like wine and champagne bottles. Of course. And then one says, clean o grigio. <laughs> then there's rinse, repeat, rosé. It doesn't really even make sense. No. <laughs> and then pop, fizz, clean. And it's, of course, a champagne bottle. So pop, again, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You're supposed to pop a bottle of champagne and then, and then clean. clean. Just shoehorning white girl sayings <laughs> into these champagne bottles is what's happening there. Okay. They're awful. That anyway, is pretty rough. Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, pretty rough. It is the dollar store, to be fair. So, And then this one. Uh, I, I'm curious about what you think about this one. I got this email from a fitness dude, and it started with this quote, and it says... Soreness is weakness leaving my body. And I was like, is that a white bro quote or is that actually kind of just a good quote? I was very torn on it, 
Like to start your fitness email with that, I was like, this is a little white girl, but it's got inklings of white bro for sure. Okay. okay. It's all about like I'm gonna work so hard, right? I'm yeah. gonna work through the pain. And yeah. I'm the toughest guy here. And it has body in it. But anyway, so those are mine that I'd like to add. Thank you. Soreness may also be a sign of injury. <laughs> Depends what kind of soreness Very we're talking true. about yes. here. Yep, it's true. Uh, I got a few from front of the show, Craig. Okay. So he was having a, a meal at Mr. Mike's Steakhouse in Yorkton, Saskatchewan oh, recently. Yeah. And whoever had the reins on the decorations for that place, my goodness. He's, so these are the ones he sent me. He said he could have kept filming, but he didn't want to just like film That's the entire fair. restaurant. By the way, Mr. Mike's big Saskatchewan, rural Saskatchewan place. Is it? Oh, yeah. People love their Mr. Mike's anyway. Um, that's it. Weird. I've never heard of that before. I know this from Prince Albert, my boyfriend. Yeah. I'd only ever been to one and it was in Lloyd Minster on the Alberta side. Yeah. But, interesting. Um, so anyways, here's one sign that was on the wall. It said, what's my sign? Dollar. Oh no. Ooh. Oh, so you got, you got no. the astrology in there. You got the horoscopes. Oh wow. But okay. no, dollar is my oh, sign. Oh man. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Instant human. Just add coffee. No. It's not instant Where- coffee. Where, where did they get these? <laughs> this is- <laughs> like they're on photos of just like stock models, just oh like goofy looking. Oh my god! <laughs> Here's one. I don't think this is a white girl quote. It's just a bad one. Gravy is a beverage, right? <laughs> this yep. is like taking years off your life here. It really it? is. Yep. And then this one was pretty. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on a T-shirt and walk around with it and just have people be like, no. No. So this one needs a bit of context. So Craig, who sent all these to me, uh, he is he services broadcast towers for a living. So they climb up the the big antennas and stuff and work on the top of them. Yep. And he said this would be the worst one to hang in his office. The harder you fall, the higher you bounce. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, the heart. No. <laughs> Especially not if you fall off a no, broadcast. No, if you fall. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, all those suck. Oh my. Every one of those sucks. How many watermelon glow niacinamide dewdrop serums out of 10 are you going to give that one? And some of those 10 for sure. Those are stinkers. Like, yo, yeah. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So Kevin Brown is the, the play-by-play announcer for the Baltimore Orioles. We talked about him recently because he was suspended for talking about the team's past struggles in Tampa. It was right. absolutely ridiculous. Yep. All of baseball media rallied around him, and he has since been reinstated. But this clip of him was all over the internet from a few weeks ago. He and his his uh, co-host on the broadcast were talking about Blink One Eighty Two, and I guess the co-host didn't know who Blink One Eighty Two was. So Which here, I, I, I find if, that hard to if believe. you're old enough. But oh, here we'll pick it up here. Don't don't tell me you don't know Blink One Eighty Two. I'll be honest, never heard of Blink One Eighty Two. Are you kidding me? I mean, I might if I could hear the song. Tom has this, like, very distinct nasally voice, you know? So he goes, where are you? And I'm so sorry. Now I recognize you. Do. You do. Yeah, you got it. Thank like you. Yeah. yeah, about time. That's pretty good Tom DeLonge impression. That's really good, it? yeah. Baseball broadcasters singing Blink-182. I didn't know this is something that we needed. No, I didn't either. But apparently either. we need this. Mm-hmm. Always I know. You'll be at my show Watching Waiting Commiserating Say it ain't so I will not go Turn the lights off Carry me home Na 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 The Beckler and Shauna Podcast A Calgary Heritage Moment 
1943, a scary accident occurred in the airspace just over downtown Calgary. Two planes completing training exercises actually collided in the air, which led to the death of three people. A Cessna crane had just finished up a bombing exercise and was preparing to land at the number three service flying training school at the Curry Airfield, which is where Mount Royal University resides today. At the same time, a flight of Harvard twos were practicing formation flying as a part of a training school initially set up by the Canadian government at the outbreak of the war. One of the Harvard planes was then directed to break formation and was gearing up to land at what is now the Calgary airport. As the Harvard did a quick loop, it turned and suddenly crashed into the Cessna crane. A wing was torn right off the crane, which then plunged to the ground. This was the first accident of its kind while flyers had been training here. The plane landed at 839 19th Avenue Southwest in what is now the location of an apartment building in Lower Mount Royal and narrowly missed several houses in the process. The pilot of the Harvard tried desperately to control his mangled aircraft while circling the stampede grounds, but eventually crashed into the infield and exploded, killing him. A trainee from Australia was sitting near the door of the plane and was able to jump out and successfully pull his parachute. The door of the plane hit him in the head on the way out, but he survived and landed near the wreckage, which killed his comrades. When the crane exploded, it landed near the cart and horse of a local milkman named John Taws, who worked for the Union Milk Company. With him was a five-year-old boy named Terry McDonough, who often liked to accompany John on his milk runs. John the milkman suffered second-degree burns with his hair catching fire at one point, but it was quickly extinguished and John survived. The milkman's horse, unfortunately, had to be put down due to his injuries, but the young Terry made a full recovery and actually later became a pilot in the Royal Canadian Air Force. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna download it daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.